0: When you utilize your big toe correctly, your foot becomes more stable, your arch has more control, and you can absorb shock better, you can take advantage of what's called the winless mechanism, and you're able to use your glutes more. Talk about a win-win. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Hey there, runner, welcome back to Rehab for Runners. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I feel like one thing that has really stood out to me as I've gotten older, is how important it is to take care of your feet. It used to be when you were shopping for shoes, you just picked up ones that were cute, even if they were super cheap, and maybe you didn't even feel that comfortable hours into wearing them. And nowadays, now that I'm 30, I'm asking and looking at how's the arch support? Is it going to cause blisters? How's the toe box? Is it wide enough for all of my feet to spread out? And the sad part is this is true for my sock selection too. I feel like I go through this extensive process just to make sure that I have great socks for running. It's always so funny getting older. But today we're going to be talking about not just the toes in the foot, but more specifically the big toe. I like to call it the thumb of your foot. Can you imagine going through life without your thumb? I mean, that would be a pretty difficult life. You would definitely have to get used to it. You would definitely have to adjust to it. And I feel like runners don't utilize their big toe as much as they should. And it's almost like you're missing out in a huge part of your foot control, your foot stability, how your foot controls shock and absorbs shock, and even up to utilizing your glutes appropriately. I never thought I would be talking about the big toe like I do because it's become this almost obsession of me just learning about how the big toe just unlocks so much power and control and even push off when you're walking or running. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So just like if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, then you know this, but just like with any other joint, because your big toe is your first MTP joint, just like with any other joint, for it to have the proper control and stability, you first have to have that mobility. And the big toe is a little bit trickier of a joint. So as you push into the ground, say you're pushing your t- big toes into the ground as you're walking or as you're running, and or even as you take a step back into a lunge, your big toe and your toes are bending, that is the big toe extension, first MTP extension. And that's usually what's lacking over Flexion of the big toe. So, flexion of the big toe is just if you curl your toes, like if you're scrunching a towel and you curl your toes back, that's big toe flexion. But what's usually lacking in terms of mobility is that big toe extension. And that's important because you need a lot of motion there in order to push off correctly when you're running. So, as your hip is behind you, your leg's about to leave the ground. The very last thing to leave the ground should be your big toe. And in order for that to be the case, you have to have enough mobility. And a good way to improve the mobility of your big toe is to work on the mobility of it after you run in barefoot. So working through a couple couple different mobility moves to address your ankles and your hips and now you're adding in your big toe and strength training. I feel like strength training is a really easy way to address that big toe extension without even really thinking about it. So let me explain. Say you're doing a reverse lunge and, or even walking lunges, something like that, where you're lunging backwards or forwards. If you're performing a lunge in barefoot or barefoot shoes, so barefoot shoes, really flexible, not like running shoes where they have a big sole, If you're performing a lunge and you take a step backwards, so the leg that's behind you, as you bend both of your knees down to get into that lunge, your big toe is automatically going into extension. So if you think about all the times that you lunge throughout the strength workout or you go into some sort of half kneeling position, then you're working on big toe extension. And that's a really easy way to get mobility, to work on mobility and strength in one movement. Now, if your big toe is tight and it's not able to get into that full range of motion, it could be tight if you have plantar fasciitis or a tight plantar fascia because of how it connects. It could be tight from a bunion or even arthritis. And if it is tight, it's going to affect push off. It's going to affect the stability of your foot. And it's going to also affect how you can control your foot. Think about this as having a stiff thumb. So it's the same idea. If your thumb is super stiff and you can barely move it at all or just feels a little rusty in terms of how smooth it is when you're moving it around, It's the same idea. You're not going to be able to utilize it appropriately. You're going to have to compensate with how you grip things and grab things throughout the day. And it's very, very similar because if you're not able to get into about 50 degrees of big toe extension, your body's going to compensate. And the compensation usually looks like lack of foot control. And also, as you push off the ground, I see a compensation that's pretty interesting And as you push off the ground, I see a compensation where you can push off of the ball of your foot or even the outside of your foot. So you're basically avoiding your big toe because it's not able to do what you want it to do. So now that you have mobility, next we have to work on stability or control of your foot. So when your big toe is requiring the most control, is actually as your foot hits the ground, whether you're walking or running. And as your foot hits the ground, your big toe is pushing down into the ground to stabilize your foot and stabilize your arch. And it's preparing your body for what's called the windlass mechanism, which we'll talk about in a second. So if you don't have that control, you don't have that stability, your balance is going to be off, your weight's going to be more lateral because that's where it's stronger in your foot versus is being more balanced and being able to push that big toe into the ground. A really good way to work on control and stability of your big toe is the exercise called toe yoga. And I will link that below because I know I have a reel on Instagram that has it. I talk about it all the time on my Instagram because it really is... It's a cool exercise because of how it requires so much focus and control. And honestly, I'd rather do 30 or 50 squats than 30 rounds of toe yoga because it really is difficult because it requires that motor control. And that's something that if you have foot pain or even knee pain or hip pain and you compare the right side to the left side or the injured side to the non-injured side... Chances are toe yoga is going to be a little bit harder on the side that is injured. So I always find that super interesting because we just don't talk about the big toe enough with how many awesome things that it can offer and how it can really improve your running and also decrease your pain. As you may know, I have had a history of hip pain that is definitely under control now. But in terms of how my foot has responded to this hip pain, it's always, in my opinion, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it the hip pain that's causing the foot compensations or the foot compensations that's causing the hip compensations? And again, it is very hard to treat yourself as a physical therapist. I don't recommend it. And this is why I have PT friends and PTs in the family that I turn to. But in terms of my foot, being able to do toe yoga is definitely more difficult on the side that I have the hip pain on. But also, if I look at my calluses or corns or even just rougher areas on my foot that has the or had the injury, then there is a huge corn on the ball of my foot that is directly under my second toe. When I had this hip pain, I would record myself running and look for differences between the left and the right side. And it was very, very obvious that I did not push off my big toe. It was almost like my toes didn't move and I was just pushing off the ball of my foot in this swivel rotation type motion. So when that happened over stride after stride after stride, I've probably been doing it for years, honestly, I developed this corn in that area because there's more friction there, there's more force there, and it's not necessarily where my body is meant to take on that force or that load. So instead of using my big toe like I should, I'm pushing off the ball of my foot and even sometimes the outside of my foot. But luckily, I've corrected that with stabilizing and working on the big toe. You might also notice this if you have really poor balance on one side and really great balance on another side because the big toe helps to stabilize your foot in a single leg position. Just like when you're running and your foot hits the ground, you're in that single leg position, and right when your foot hits the ground, the big toe's role is to push into the ground to stabilize the leg and the foot and the arch and control and absorb shock. So that's pretty cool. I wanted to bring up what's called the windlass mechanism, not to give you an anatomy lecture, but to just talk about, again, why why is Lisa talking about the big toe? I mean, good grief, it's just a toe, right? But let's talk about it because this is a mechanism where it's almost like your body works in pulleys in the hand and in the foot. So you pull one lever, it controls the next lever, and that controls the next lever, which I always find really cool. So as your big toe is leaving the ground and it starts to get into that extension piece, as that happens, your plantar fascia, which is the bottom of your foot, that connective tissue, becomes taut. And as your big toe extends and it's about to leave the ground. Now, you don't want your foot to leave the ground in this really loose and sloppy um, foot control. You want it to be strong and more on a stiff side so you can push off with more power because if it's floppy and it's just all over the place, you're not going to have a lot of power that comes from the foot. So you want it to be nice and stiff and strong to be able to utilize your soleus or your calf like you should and really push off the ground for that forward momentum. So that's where the windlass mechanism comes into play. As your big toe extends, it's pushing off the ground. The plantar fascia, which is a connective tissue, becomes taut. So it can stabilize the foot and the arch as your foot leaves the ground. So big toe triggers plantar fascia to become taut, which triggers your posterior tibialis, which is a tendon that runs along the inside of your shin, wraps around right under to your arch. It is very common to have posterior tib. Symptoms or dysfunction if you have shin splints. So your plantar fascia becomes taut and that triggers your posterior tibialis to stabilize your arch and push off the ground. So one thing's controlling the next thing and that's controlling the next thing. And this allows you to produce more force when you push off. So if your posterior tibialis is not working like it should and maybe you excessively over pronate as your foot leaves the ground, you're not going to be able to push off with enough power or as much power as you want. Or let's back it all the way up and your big toe doesn't get into as much extension like you want it to or like it should, that plantar fascia is not going to be triggered to become as taut and then the posterior tib won't be triggered to stabilize and therefore push off the ground. Very, very interesting because if you don't push off the ground with enough power or force, you're not going to be utilizing your glutes and your posterior chain like you should. Isn't that interesting? That's why I love the body. So all these compensations can happen just because of the big toe. So you definitely need mobility and of course you need stability. But let's talk about what happens if you don't utilize your big toe like you should. So I already talked about how you could be pushing off the ground with the ball of your foot or even the outside of your foot. But let's talk about overuse injuries that can occur from lack of big toe stability or lack of big toe mobility. The first thing that comes to mind is lateral foot pain or even calf pain. Think about shin splints and think about peroneal tendonitis or peroneal tendon dysfunction, which just means that maybe you're more likely to roll your ankle out to the side and you're kind of hanging on the outside of your ankle and of your foot. Another thing that can happen from that is your fifth metatarsal stress fracture. So. If you're hanging out on the outside of your foot, you're putting more and more force and load through an area that's not necessarily made to have as much load or force through it. That can definitely, over time, cause a stress fracture. The next thing I think of is exactly what I have, and that is a corn or callus maybe around the ball of your foot or maybe along the outside near your pinky toe if you, com- if you have this, first I want you to just compare what you have to the other side and ju- just see if this is something that is symmetrical or is it something that is only happening on maybe your injured side because that can cue you into maybe what you're doing when you're running because all a callus or corn is is a response to extra friction or extra force through that area. I already mentioned how your posterior tibialis won't be working correctly, so you're more likely to over-pronate. Now, I do want to mention there is nothing wrong with over-pronating. There's nothing wrong with pronating. Pronating is a natural way that your ankle and your foot are moving, so as your foot hits the ground, it goes into supination, and then it quickly goes into pronation, so that's how your foot gets on the ground. So don't think there's anything wrong with pronation. But if it, when it comes to overpronation, there's not necessarily always something wrong with overpronation. So let me explain. Because a lot of the time we think, oh, anything that's excessive is not necessarily good. But if your body is used to it and it's not something that you just all of a sudden developed and now you have pain associated with it, then that's a different story. If you're over pronating on both sides, and this is something that you've probably been doing for a long time, then don't touch it. (laughs) Leave it, leave it alone. But if you're pronating and your foot looks very different on your injured side compared to your non-injured side, That's going to cue you into more of what is going on with your injury, and that's when it needs to be addressed. So just because you have this excessive pronation doesn't always mean that you have to touch it and address it and fix it. Number four is plantar fasciitis. So plantar fasciitis usually comes on due to overpronation, lack of big toe stability, and lack of arch and foot control. And all of those things are triggered by your big toe. So most of the time when I treat someone with plantar fasciitis, they have a they have a ton of stiffness in their big toe and a ton of instability in their big toe as well. And the last thing is lack of glute activation, not pushing off like they should. You're you also have lack of hip extension and you tend to think about this. So if you're not using your glutes like you should, this is going to blow your mind. If you're not using those glutes, You're also not pushing off your big toe, and so therefore you're pushing off either the ball of your foot or the outside of your foot. You're more likely to rotate your pelvis versus getting into that hip extension. So if you rotate your pelvis into an external rotation as your leg goes behind you versus keeping it into that hip extension with a little bit of rotation involved, you're less likely to utilize your glutes because your glutes are triggered by hip extension. They're not triggered by excessive rotation of the pelvis. So if you rotate that pelvis more than you should, it's not gonna be, your glutes aren't gonna be triggered to turn on. So that's usually a compensation as well. So how the heck do we fix it then? (laughs) talked about all the bad things that can come with it. Now let's talk about how you can fix it. The first thing that I recommend are toe spacers and they are silicone rubbery um dividers of the toes. Think about like if you get a pedicure, you have the things that divide your toes. It's basically that, but in this silicone ish gel um item <laughs> obviously didn't make it in this item. And you can wear toe spacers when you're just sitting on the couch and maybe even walking around your house and eventually work up to you using them as you work out, if you work out inside your house or somewhere that you're familiar with. But you can work up to walking in them around your house. I wouldn't necessarily sleep in them. I wouldn't necessarily wear them with shoes. But what they do is they help align your toes and they help strengthen your toes so you can use your big toe like you should. So I love toe spacers. I will link them below. I've also heard amazing things about toe spacers in terms of just how you feel when you're running. And also if you have any sort of foot pain, I've heard really great things about them reducing pain. The next way to help with your big toe activation is to work on the mobility and stability. So I already told you, work on that toe yoga. Also work on stretching your big toe. Like I said, I'll link toe yoga below in the show notes. And if you're working on single leg exercises, you can sneak in some big toe work, but you have to do it right. So say I'm doing a single leg squat. Now I'm going to push my big toe into the ground. I'm going to push the ball of my foot on the near the fifth toe into the ground and I'm going to push my heel into the ground to maintain my balance. Now, when I push the big toe into the ground, that's going to activate stabilizing my foot and controlling my arch. But if I don't push my big toe into the ground, I'm probably going to have really poor balance. And I'm also probably going to either curl my toes to stabilize instead of pushing my big toe into the ground. So that's a pretty big compensation. So next time you do any sort of single leg exercise or even double leg exercise like a squat, I want you to think about, this is your homework, (laughs) I want you to think about pushing that big toe into the ground and you'll be amazed at how much more control and almost focus you need to do the exercise. And another way that you can work on your big toe is to just make sure you have the right shoes. So if you want to utilize your big toe appropriately, I would avoid shoes with a narrow toe box. I like Ultras. They have a wide toe box. I like to work out in the Vivo Barefoots. I'll link them below because they have a wide toe box in their barefoot shoes. And just to make sure that you're working on spreading out your toes with those toe spacers. But now we have to reinforce it and strengthen your toes while they're spread out and while they're aligned appropriately. So that's where the wide toe box comes into play. That concludes this podcast episode about the big toe. Please, I would just absolutely love if you enjoyed this episode or you have enjoyed an episode in the past, please rate and review this podcast. That's how I can keep bringing you free content and keep you up to date on the most recent research. And I hope you just have a great next run and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.